0: Hello, and welcome to One Good Thing. I'm Paul Salt, and I'm afraid my co-host, Paul Goodman, is away this week. He's in the Polynesian sovereign state of Tonga, trying to help King Tupau VI come up with a good Tonganese word to encompass all of its parliamentary members. Can he help the Tongan king out of a bind? Can he avoid offending the new government? And also avoid an international incident? I mean, it's not really his background... But luckily, before he left, we recorded some little episodes to fill you up. Nom nom. Uh, We'll be back to full length episodes the week after next. So for now, please enjoy the one quick thing. Play it, Johnny. Oh, John. Okay, Johnny. Okay, Johnny went with Paul. Right. Alright, that's okay. I can can just. Hello, and welcome to The One Quick Thing, the podcast that tries to find the actual protagonist amongst the crowd of just people everywhere. Some of them are Nazis? I'm Paul Sold. I'm one
1: of those protagonists. Are oh, you catch pro- me.
0: Oh, you're a protagonist. I'm an, yeah. an ancillary character, I was told.
1: I'm Davesy. Davey. Davey. Dave Davesy. Dave 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 oh, he was my favourite. With a Y. <laughs> and a Z. Davesy. Hello. Davesy. That's what
0: Davesy Z- Dave says. To be distinguished from Dave. Yeah, and Dave Z. I got the dick. Oh, Dave Z. Yeah. Yeah. Dave (laughs) Zuklowski. He's a cop in New York from the 70s. Yeah, and he's a prick. No one likes him. Um, Yes, so we will be, in these episodes, exploring Gorehouse Greats, uh, the DVD box set released by Mill Creek Entertainment. Now, that's that's quite a title, Paul. What sort of movies would you expect from Gorehouse Greats? I mean, Saw?
1: Oh, well... For starters. Yeah. For breakfast. Yeah, like like Hostel? For elevensies. Well,
0: unfortunately, you're wrong, because that's not how Mill Creek Entertainment works. What they like to do is get a whole bunch of public domain films from the 60s, 70s, 80s. Whenever copyright, wherever copyright won't go, they go and put things together into a vaguely coherent package. Ah. Um, and then market it. Uh, they've also produced such classics as 100 Greatest Cult Classics. Mhm. A 100 movie box set. When was the last time you saw something like that? Just then, when you showed me that one. Yeah, I've got it under the table. I keep flashing it now, Yeah, man. Um, it contains ah! such Oh, Jesus. Sorry. <laughs> it contains such cult classics as Beast from Haunted Cave. Woo! Black Hooker. Uh, oh. Yeah. Don't look in the basement. Black Hooker. Yeah. No. That's the whole title.
1: Now is that a misnomer? <laughs> what? That's really The all the information we have about this film is that
0: it's called Black Hooker. <laughs> Won't get hope. But yeah, otherwise, as far as I know, it is just a a, a black... about a dog. Yeah,
1: Black Hook. <laughs> oh, Blackie
0: Hook. Oh, dog. yeah. Okay, so the title might be deceptive. Yeah, maybe it's just it's um someone who goes around like hooking people, you know, with a hook. Like yes. in I still know what you did last summer. His um,
1: name Mr. Black,
0: Mr. Black. Um,
1: so why <laughs> are we doing Gorehouse Greats? Yes. Well, you know
0: me. I'm just a bit of a horror fan. I've always liked that sort of thing. And do you I, like horror? I do like horror, and we haven't done much horror on this. No. So apart from Dorian Gray, which was the scariest. Yeah, I just thought that that would be an appropriate place for us to start. And horror cuts so wide. You know, all we know about these movies is that they are Gorehouse Greats. Yes. That could be anything. Think I mean, of the movies that Gore Gorehouse Greats. Robocop, sci-fi, mm-hmm. Starship Troopers, sci-fi, anything. God,
1: that's, that's <laughs> literally anything.
0: <laughs> that's literally any, any, anything. Wow, okay. So yeah, we decided to take on the Gorehouse Greats, and where better to start than Disc 2 Side B, uh, with the Mad Men of Mandoras, also known as the Amazing Mr. H, um, also repackaged
1: as They Saved Hitler's Brain. Which is an unrelated title. Yeah, nothing. Yeah. They just slap that on. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense, but you know what <laughs> the horror lot are like. <laughs> you know what the I know what you're like, like. Yeah. And it's horrifying.
0: <laughs> it is terrifying, and yeah. I wouldn't go see any movie called They Saved Hitler's bra- Brain. Except for this one. Which, well, yeah. Which what we you watched. watched. Except I did. Yeah. Uh, the movie has 0% on Rotten Tomatoes. <laughs> Fuck. Fuck. So, Paul... Uh, what do you think of those mad men
1: up in that Mandurus? They've got. Well, I tell I tell you what they got right. Some of the title, the men. Because <laughs> There were lots of them, lots of men. There were uh, about twenty protagonists. Yes, um, we
0: yeah we start off with a nice coherent guy, which balloons ridiculously
1: into yeah. couple. Yes, and it just keeps going from there. It, exponential. Yeah, rise. It starts <laughs> off with. Bill or Phil Day and his wife, Mrs. Day. Mrs. Bill Day. I did not learn her name. <laughs> Was it used? Mr. Day. Yes. Um, his, his father-in-law is a scientist. Mr. Scientist. He, he, he begins the film explaining to Mr. Day and, and a couple us. of other people, possibly shady government investors, including one man who's silhouetted. Um, oh, yeah. which is never, touched upon touched upon again no, maybe he's just the shadow man he's just the shadow man which was was effectively uh, beguiling I, yeah. I thought I saw, uh, a, a, setting a, up a, a technique and yes that was the end of that then there's there's a, a shady South/ slash Central American guy who's trying to uh... get to get a hold of the professor um, he's not he's not successful no nope. um, some, some something else happens and then the professor gets a call to say that his daughter has been kidnapped.
0: What?
1: Shit. Well, that's bad. Yes. And that's going to affect that guy. It's going to affect all the guys. It's going to affect Bill Day. Just you wait and see how it affects Bill Day and Jimmy Toos and <laughs> uh, the Finger Machinist and Little Johnny Shoes. Yep. And uh, Chinese Finger Trap Man. Yep. Freddy Up the Dyke. Freddy Up the Dyke Wong. Um... <laughs> And more, guys. Just you wait and see. Just you wait and see what we're able to improvise. there are a lot of guys in yeah. the film doing the thing here. So, cut to Mr. Day, who goes in um, to his what, into his home where his yeah. wife is there. Right. They have a bit of uh, on-screen chemistry thing going on Ooh, for about saucy. 15 seconds. Yep. It's very good. It helps establish their husband and wife. Uh, we're three minutes into the film here. They are <laughs> implored. By the same shady South Central American, South slash Central American, yes, um, who picks them up,
0: rumbles them into the back of a car, and drives off, telling them that they've got to go to Manduris, where the father has is is, yes is at the moment. But before that can happen, some shady fella, a right up the wrong way, he comes down and he shoots the guy in the head. He's a right jack of the rock, isn't he? He is. And he shoots him in the head and he drives off and there's nothing to be done. No. So um, they decide the only humane thing to do is to bumble him into a telephone box um, and and head to Manduris. Yes. Which is the only reasonable thing to do. They try and call the father's office.
1: and There's yep. a shady man there.
0: Yes. Doesn't answer the phone. Yep. Uh, thereby lending credence to the idea that something has happened to the father. Because if one of my relatives doesn't pick up the phone within three rings, I assume kidnapped and held in a South American country. Um, They head to Mandurus where they encounter um, only five of the 20 important characters who are going to be coming up later. Um, In all, that scene. Yes. All sort of staring at them menacingly.
1: Yes, all, all standing there, all staring at them as they arrive.
0: Yes. Um, they get given a very fancy escort, which they try and ask why, and it's not really explained. It's like yes. every guy they encounter, like, oh, here, let me take your bags. Oh, sure, thank you. That's our chief of police. <laughs>
1: what? Yeah. Uh, oh, okay. The whole Mandurah's government is hanging out by the airport. And uh, every time they try to ask them why, they get they get fobbed off or... Um, just the question isn't answered. So, that, so they're like, So, do, do, do the police come in and escort everyone who comes into Manduras? Yeah. What we want is a strong and stable government. <laughs> and a, I damn the strong and stable one. <laughs> that was weird. They roar. That was a bleak. Yeah. Roar at
0: them. But um, then they refuse to take part in any further debates and run away. Anyway. Yes. But uh, you know what? Maybe they would have gotten a straight answer if they hadn't been so sassy because all of their comments are like in a sort of ha- hard boiled, gritty detective style yes. fashion of sort of, um, ah, oh, don't we get to feel important? Yeah. And then they're like, anyway, uh, yes. Do I, do I respond?
1: <laughs> nope. Okay. Over here. Yes. He's the leading. he's the leading man out of a hard boiled, um, he's like, Philip Marlowe. His- yeah. F- yeah. Philip um, Marlowe never gets answers because he never asks anyone any straight questions usually. So they they're in the hotel, yeah, the hotel of Manduras, yeah, a man comes in, they wrestle uh, the two uh Mr. Day and this shady character, yes, and um they they wrestle sort of uh, not sure whether they 're trying to kill each other or what, um until the the wife handily steps in and brings a vase down over her husband 's head, yes, um completely on accident because we all know that like gunshots, the act of bringing a vase violently down on someone 's head is done in a split second. <laughs> um and it's also completely unfatal and a good way of sort of ending a dispute so that you can establish what's going on yes so the wife and the um the the home invader yes um
0: gently lay him on, lay the, him on the sofa yes
1: yeah. um he wakes up he sasses about a bit yeah. and then they have a lovely bit of exposition chat lot the first well not the
0: first one another one of the film's lovely long bits of exposition yes um, in which a number of characters are revealed, and they decide to go out to a bar. They go to a bar. They go to a bar. They meet up with the sister, who yes. completely fails to acknowledge her sister and instead is all over the husband. There's a belly dancer. She's sort of belly dancing. Uh, but then, yes L'assasson comes in uh, and sort of positions himself up one end of the bar, looking menacing. Yes. The lights go out. There's a lot of gunfire a lot of shouting a lot of pushing about 15 people draw their guns 15 people draw their guns very slowly and obviously light comes up and oh he's such a dick yeah Uh, he's dead he's dead he's dead he's He's the only one who's dead he's the only one who's dead (laughs) (laughs) Um, Um, yeah
1: so that's it then it gets a bit hazy I've got to be honest they are then well he is arrested Mr. Day that's right because his wife and sister have been kidnapped right um, when the lights went out yes they're arrested by the policeman he's like I didn't do anything you see I don't even have a gun Uh he's like "Uh, that doesn't matter they go to the like the governor's palace yeah Um, and they're like we not arresting you really (laughs) that's not what that was about you sillies let's we'll have a chat
0: (laughs) let's have a chat here's an American hiya fellas yeah okay you're arrested really (laughs)
1: <laughs> uh, is what is what they say they're like ha ha you are under arrest so They like, oh brilliant this is just folding in on itself
0: help us Mr. American
1: I, I don't know what's going on yeah. or oh, who I am or oh, yeah. where I am bye <laughs> okay bye I hope I'm not in over my head here <laughs> might be back in the movie later <laughs> you don't know <laughs> who knows not even us guys <laughs> but let me tell you he then gets reunited
0: with sister wife the whole enchilada Wow, we're up to fifteen yes. of the twenty protagonists. Yes, they get taken down to the cells where they encounter protagonist number sixteen, the dad who was kidnapped earlier. Protagonist number two and sixteen. Oh, yes, yes, two and sixteen. Yes, simultaneously, it's glowing. They're then taken to see. That's right. There is an expositional bit delivered by yes. one of the protagonists about how Hitler, in the closing days of of the World War. That's right. It's it's mysterious Latino man.
1: Yes. Who
0: previously um, laid the man out on a sofa. Yeah. He explains that his brother was a great scientist in the Third Reich. Yes. And whilst there, in the closing days of the war, they cut off Hitler's head yeah. and put in a jar. Yeah. Uh, so that he could continue to be Hitler in a jar. Very much like Sylvia Plath's bell jar. But whereas in that jar contained great truths about humanity, yes. this one contains
1: Hitler's severed head. And weirdly,
0: the jar in which Hitler's head is kept Mm. is figurative, and yet also real.
1: Yes, and that is the main uh, thrust of the film, Mm. that I feel. That's how they kept him alive, is they kept him inside a narrative device. Yes, yes. There's a very, very deep uh, cutting allegory there about how, in a way, aren't we all Hitler's head in a jar? (laughs) (laughs) And... I mean, I was sold. I was... I mean, it was sublime, Paul. Yeah, So. Profoundly moving. So, so they're, ta- they're 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 like they're taken into this room and shown Hitler's head in a jar, and they yeah. go, "What do you think to that?"
0: <laughs> well, I mean, if you've
1: got Hitler's head in a jar, you're going to show it to visitors. You would, wouldn't you? you it's wouldn't a conversation just keep it. starter. Yeah, it's no portrait in the in the in the attic, is it?
0: <laughs> you don't want to hide your Hitler head in a jar under a bushel, as yeah.
1: they say, because because that's the thing that doesn't age. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, that that, that, stayed, that stayed beautiful.
0: Yeah, Hitler's head stays beautiful whilst the ideas of fascism become old around it. Oh! oh except they're not, they're more popular than ever. Anyway. <laughs> um,
1: so they're like, oh, what do you think to that? Oh, it's a great Hitler's head in a jar. They're like, yeah. Anyway, back to your cell. Um, <laughs> except this time, during the four-minute walk back to the cell, they
0: escape. They meet up with even more protagonists, uh, and then they end up in a quarry where they kill...
1: Two sets of soldiers with one grenade each. No, one greedy gus had two. Ah oh. So <laughs> you know the rest. that's and that, that's it really. Twenty guys and two yeah. three women. Um they, they converge on on this final thing. One of the grenades burns Hitler's head. To a skull. Yeah. To a charred skull. And it was pretty awful. Yes. It ends with um Phil Day. Yeah. Phil? Suzanne Suzanne gets married to Camino, and then um, there are three more subplots advanced in in, in the final like, exposition when the whole crowd sort of says goodbye to each other. Yep. Uh, there's a they find the Holy Grail. <laughs> the, um, the the um, Ark of the arc of a covenant is yep, uh, is found is is uh, relocated to in a... Venice. <laughs>
0: and Sergei sets fire to his house in accordance to his promise to God, <laughs>
1: and. Bill kisses his wife. Bill kisses his wife with the second bit of marital love we see in the film. God, it spoiled us. The end. The end. So this wasn't really a gore house
0: great, was it? There, There was one great bit of gore. There was a great bit of gore if... um. I mean, I know as well as you do that people's faces are made of wax. Yes, and that if you were to set fire to a human face, rather than blistering and puckering, it would just sort of start running and flowing off the bones. In spite of that unrealism, it was horrifying. It was it was the worst thing I've seen all week. Yeah, that was, um, that's going to stay with me because at the point when it's finished, <laughs> sort of at least at the point when the director's like, "All right, turn off the fire," and they lower the fire, yeah. there's like chunks of the wax
1: still coming off the skull they've put yeah. in there thick old chunks and I mean this is testament to a practical effect testament to the <laughs> the power of a practical effect yeah even if it doesn't look great it still looks great <laughs> yeah um I always always think back to Dagon mm. um which there's a there's a particularly uh brutal scene of somebody's face being sort of cut around and peeled off and it is obviously a, you know it's a rubber mask yeah but the fact that you know there's a character there who can really get his fingers under the under the mask you know yeah. like dig his fingers in under the supposed face and you know just really peel it yeah. away from the gristle that it adds is, something yeah it, it really it, adds something and that's what that's the what this did and that was actually pretty good it was um but aside from that far from being
0: a um a, a kind of gore house kind of horror movie it was basically a film noir yes the thing about those old Raymond Chandler stories is that Raymond Chandler had no idea what the fuck was going on in any of them. When they adapted The Big Sleep for the screen, uh, they called him up to say, "Uh, Who killed the butler? And he said, Just read the book. It's in there. Uh, and he, they went away and they read the book. And they were like, Yeah, we read the book. It doesn't say who killed the butler. Oh, then I don't know. <laughs> that's what he said and it's like he didn't care nobody cares about that in yeah. Raymond Chandler's stories because the plot is not the big deal yeah. the plot is the uh, the point is the characters the intrigue and the world Oh, ladies the ladies yes. yeah so we yeah then there were some sexy ladies scattered around in this sort of and it, it was trying to build that sense of intrigue lots of great shadows and yes foreign countries and sinister guys called the assassin and like and ladies around yes. the place but ultimately it was just it was just for a 70-minute movie, they cram in so much. They really do.
1: So, the characters weren't too, weren't the focus here. No, I mean, the protagonist, Mr. Day, definitely had the look of a leading man about him. And the sound. And the sound. Um, and the odd snappy bit of dialogue. Yeah, he looked yeah. good in a suit. Yeah, he did. In one of those big flappy oh, 60s suits. Love it. Yeah. Your dad's suit. <laughs> yeah. But the rest of the characters, I mean, his wife is responsible for the... The, f- the top fifteen lines in that entire <laughs> entire film from um, the f- the first the first you know transient who's who's shot in their car. Oh, I think something's wrong. <laughs> um, uh, the rest of the characters at, at the end, there were literally a group of fifteen people running in single file, <laughs> um, including a couple we didn't recognise. It was just yeah. a guy and his wife at the back, and we were like, "Who the fuck are they?" Oh, it was it was wonderful. There was there was Quincy. <laughs> There was, there was Davy Boy. There Little was Johnny Alejandro. Yeah. Little Johnny Apples. Timmy Five Shelves. <laughs> He's got a lot of shelves. Space. Um, Mauritania Smith. Duplasses, Manasses, Molasses. <laughs> they that were the sexiest lootists. <laughs> In and the integral, whole ensemble. as ever, to the, to the plot. There were a lot of Nazis. There was a fantastic. Actually, I the mean, one, there was a the, lot. The of...
0: protagonists quite handily outnumbered the Nazis. The Nazis only had
1: about five guys. <laughs> in Various shots. It's a film with twenty guys, and the odds aren't <laughs> against them. But let me tell you this: there's a
0: whole lot of jar. When the chips are not that far down, only the
1: bravest, and also some of their friends, <laughs> will be able to triumph. Can outnumber. The people who are less than them. <laughs> and um, I mean, I guess really, apart from Mr. Day, um, Hitler's head in a jar had the most character because he was <laughs> he was giving it the Laurel and Hardy. It was a great Hitler. You know, it's like, oh, oh, sorry, Mein Fuhrer, my plan's going wrong. His face would say.
0: Yeah, I, I really enjoyed the Hitler in this movie. I think yeah. they had a good Hitler. Because in the flashback sequence, uh, where he was a proper Hitler and not just a head in a jar, he was sort of roaming around the room <laughs> screaming at people, yeah. gesturing with his hands. And yes. you get the idea the actor only had access to the archive footage of like because it's the sixties, it was before YouTube, yes. wasn't it? Oh. It was just
1: before. There was a you, but not the tube. Oh <laughs> There was oh. the sense of self, but um not the means to project it.
0: God it sounds ghastly.
1: Yeah. He was just gesturing and uh, like
0: he does in his speeches, when just in casual conversation with other yeah. people. <laughs> I mean, the film did capture people's imagination. The Simpsons writers were very fond of it. I get the yeah. impression maybe they just saw the poster. Uh, maybe not the whole thing, because there's various references throughout The Simpsons and in uh, Futurama of sort of Hitler's head in a jar. Yes. Or Hitler's brain being saved. Mm. Um, So it, it it's a fun concept. I think. I mean, it's it's you know the boys from Brazil. It's the idea that the Nazis would escape the Third Reich and continued their sinister operations. So it's a fun premise. Yeah, it's not much more than that.
1: No, I've got to say I, I like the, the 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 Second World War backstory. Yeah, sure. I thought that was cool. It's always a good uh, yeah. It's always a good like water hanger plot against, isn't it? <laughs> um. It sort of lends legitimacy to something, even if it is Hitler's brain in a jar. <laughs> um, it was like, oh, this is a real, this is a real thing. Yeah.
0: I, I, I did like man and wife crime solvers. Yeah. It's something that Hitchcock used to use a lot in his movies. Um, most notably, the man who knew too much. That's the most that 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 felt like this movie. I feel like the guys were trying to remake the man who knew too much.
1: Um, yeah, it um reminded me of La Carre. I I, I said <laughs> in in the, it, you know, two it was two people out of their depth suddenly in this international subterfuge. Yeah, just without the like corporate nihilism. All right, um, shall we quickfire? Yeah, okay. It moved along at a at a fair old pace. It, sure did. it really um, squeezed a lot into 73 minutes, but at the same time, it did feel very slow. <laughs> it managed um, to squeeze in a lot into those minutes, including like
0: four minutes of a plane taking off and landing. Yes. Several different sequences of people being led out of one room to another and then back again. Yes. Yeah, it, it squeezed all of that in with a plot that would fill a two hour movie. The shot in which they've shoved this body into a phone booth. Hmm. Our main guy says, someone will be along in a minute and they'll find him. And they take off in their car, and then immediately, whilst you can still hear the car in the background, a little old lady comes to use the phone. Opens the door, and the body just flops out of it, and she starts screaming. I don't know why this was included, but the shot of the body falling out of the phone booth, and then yeah. just the close-up on its face was really creepy. <laughs> it was like Hitchcock, when he needs to reveal a body. Yeah. It was really unsettling. Huh. Um, There's a recurring element of the matchbook that I mm. quite like, so... Early on, uh, one of the Mandoran men, mm. Mandorian?
1: Mandalorian.
0: Mandalorian's yes. men says to him, in Mandoras, this, the matches like this means friend. Yeah. And he shows the matchbook. And I don't quite get it. I think it's the way you arrange the matches in the matchbook. Like, I think you take most of them out. Oh, okay. um, And that means friend. Ah. So... It comes back into the plot at various points that are quite cool. Like, they see a guy in the bar using the matches in that way, and they're like, oh, okay, he's a friend. And they go over to him, and it's a good signifier to the audience as well as who's on what side, which is vital, considering how many characters there are. (laughs) A good rule of thumb is just they're probably on the right side (laughs) they outnumber the bad guys.
1: Because there are only two bad guys.
0: And the breath bit was when they are in the uh, the jail cell. It's the last time it comes up. And he's like, got a light? He's like, sure. And he said, who gave you these matches? And I'm like, well, what does that matter? And he's like, oh, one of the guards, why? And he turns, and the matchbook's in that configuration. I was like, oh, I'd forgotten about that. Yeah. So that's how they knew a guard was on their side. Not that that comes up in <laughs> no. the actual escape. They seem to just walk out.
1: Now, it's, it's something that is a, a trait of a lot of classic cinema is the um, static shot mm. um, where, you know, the, the the camera is set up, the yeah. whole scene plays out, and as um an 80s child a child of thatcher Yep. the literal child of thatcher yep. it is it's just very very um pleasing to just watch a scene unfold without a single cut <laughs> um it's it's just it's like a palate cleanser sometimes to its detriment i do
0: have to say like the, yeah. the shot in which um it's sort of there's a sort of betrayal moment where it's revealed some of the characters aren't who they say they yeah. are and others are going to prison and whatever it's in the room just before they'll end up in the prison That shot's static.
1: Yeah.
0: And it does make it a little ridiculous when two of them turn away from the action in order to have a conversation about being cynical, I think, was the idea. Um, So this is what your hospitality is like. You better hope you don't find out what my hospitality is like. Like that, but shitter. But whilst that's happening, the people are still sort of struggling to being wrestled off of the screen Yes, in the background, and other moments... People start talking about other characters when they haven't left the room yet.
1: Yes. um, Yeah, they they, they were particularly excellent ones. And that was (laughs) in the the room that they had. The
0: room that they had. For for most of the scenes in rooms, they used one room with the same door. (laughs) So you could tell it was that room.
1: Yeah. um, (laughs) It it really felt like they were banking on the special effect of Hitler's melting face really (laughs) working. I mean, that's what people came for. Yeah. And it's, you know... It's not what I came for. (laughs) <laughs> but um, it's what I left with, yes, and it's what I'm carrying on my shoulders right now. <laughs> ah, so, yeah. So um, so a job well done. I'm out. I'm uh, I I really like the music. Oh, cool. With one one exception, which is when um the dad learns his daughter has been kidnapped, it turns into like the walking music in Mickey Mouse, <laughs> in like the old Mickey Mouse cartoons. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, it, it's it's like a da 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 kind of. Hey, this doesn't match the mood at all. But for <laughs> but for the most part it was quite dark and brooding and had um it was it was atmospheric. Ah. Um which I wasn't expecting. <laughs> um there was yeah, it was it was it was sort of textural. Yeah. Um textural. <laughs>
0: yeah,
1: tactile. There are texture there were textures to it. Yeah, you can you uh, could pick it up with your hands and chew it. Yeah, several tastes, all the tastes.
0: Yeah, it's, it's horrible watching Paul listen to good
1: music. It's, <laughs> it's just a it's whole experience. Licking the vibrations, <laughs> sucking them up for Slurping a Slurping them down, yeah. More,
0: he says. Snorting the bass, chowing down on the treble.
1: <laughs> just wrapping my lips around that. Good. What other knobs are there on an amp? Vocals. <laughs> Vocals, so again. Yeah,
0: t- just sliding himself down the fader. <laughs> That's not even a thing.
1: I'm, uh, I'm, uh, press, pressing my, my Willy against the on off switch <laughs> into the socket. <laughs> and, At what uh, point did
0: this just turn into you fucking ham?
1: Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, I'm out of, uh, good things.
0: Excellent. Well, thank you very much for listening to one little thing. Um, I'm not entirely sure what's happening in the schedule, but hopefully you'll be back to the regular show soon. Yes. Or you'll have another little thing up ahead. Or a
1: quick thing. Or a quick thing. Who knows? <laughs> whatever we decide to whatever call this it was shit. Scored, yeah. Fucking hell. Um. <laughs> yeah. Thanks. Thanks everyone. Twitter, Facebook OGTPod, OGT Pod. Gmail. Um, OGT Pod at gmail.com. Just uh, yeah, keep spreading the word. We'll be back for a <laughs> for a for a bigger one soon. Yeah. And meanwhile, just remember Mill Creek Entertainment's words. If you
0: want great, go Gorehouse Great.